நமோ பிரம்மாதித்யோ பிரம்ம வித்யா சம்பிரதாய கர்த்தருபியோ வம்சரிஷிபியோ மகத்யோ நமோ குருபியரம் சங்கராச்சாரியம் கேசவம்பாதராயணம் சூத்திரவாஷிகிருதௌ வந்தே பகவந்தௌ புனப்புனோ குருராத்மீதி மூர்த்திபேதவிபாகினே வியோமவியாப்தேஹாய தட்சிணாமூர்த்தையே நம So as we all know, this Upanishad is a dialogue between a very apt student called Nachiketas who had approached the Lord of Death, Yamaha, and the perseverance of the student to learn the ultimate truth where he asked that he is not going to settle in spite of all temptations being given by the the lord of death to uh find out you know whether the student how how steadfast is the student for that it, this to understand this he even tempted with the celestial uh, you know happiness as well as the life of a king who owned the whole earth with all the benefits of the swargaloka also yet not you know tempted by that nachiketa still insists on learning what is the truth about life some people say that after death something exists some others say nothing is this is the be all and end all of life i want to know the truth and then yama says that you know it is very subtle very you know very difficult to understand so for which nachiketa says when you say that it is subtle and very difficult to understand means you know the truth so i'm all the more interested that i'm not going to live without knowing that and that starts the dialogue between them and we have seen that what are the ways in which different examples and different ways in which yama has given the etadvaitat this is that indeed is the way in which he has mentioned in many of the shlokas mantras before and in the last class we saw that you know the one of the most what you call essential part of this upanishad or the heart of this upanishad was done in the last class ek agnir eko bhuvanam pratishto roopam roopam pratirupo babuva ekastada sarvabhutaandaratma roopam roopam pratirupo babuva was an example given that just as light entering any any of those places illumines everything the the entirety of the place and the entirety of the place is limited due to the walls of the place but if the walls are not there it will go everywhere including outside bahischa same is the case with vayu which is contained in a container is not limited the container it can it is within and outside also so like that the sarvagadatvam of the antaratma even though it is called sarvabhuta antaratma it is the inner self of everyone but at the same time it is bahischa it is also there outside so the spark or the light which is felt inside is not limited to the inside it is also outside 
to kind of, to ex- give that as an example he said in the last mantra that na tatra suryo badina chandra tarakam nema vidyato bandhi kutoyam agni ameva bandam anubadi sarvam tasya vasa sarvam idam vipati it is it cannot be enlightened or it cannot be divulged in the light of the sun or the stars and the moon nor by the flash of lightning and what to say about this this perishable agni or the fire which we see in our day to day life on the in the mortal world of earth tameva bandham anubadi sarvam only when that shines even the sun can shine the moon can shine the stars the stars can shine even this agni can shine tasya vasa sarvam idam vivadi only by the light of that atma tattvam only when the awareness of the atma is shining on the objects we are becoming aware of those objects existing there so it is very clear that it is not limited to within our own you know individual awareness awareness is there andar bahishcha it is inside as well as outside but ignorance is the one which is limiting us to seeing that awareness is happening only within my intellect or within my body so to narrate and to remove these type of further thing he is concluding the mantras into the next valli giving different examples and also explaining it in a different perspective altogether for us to understand now the first mantra is a very famous mantra which is the literally almost in the same manner in the bhagavad gita also urdhamoolam murdhamoolaha avashakaha yesha ashvatta sanadanah tadeva shukram tad brahma tadeva amruta muchyate tasmin lokaha srita sarve gadu tadu na atyedi kasyana etadvaitat This indeed is that one which I have been talking all this time. O Nachiketa, I can give you an example by which you may, you, I can depict it to you or make you understand. Urdhva moolam atashava shaka. That means that imagine a people tree or a banyan tree with its root in the top. and branches spread toward the downward meant an inverted tree of banyan tree now banyan tree is a sacred tree but the word ashwatha also has got nashatu shashwata tat ashwatha that which is not immortal is ashwatha but he has also added the word sanatana in this one to mystify that so don't think that it is a perishable tree which i am talking about which is which you and i see on the surface of the earth it is a tree depicted with its root upwards and the branches and the leaves and the figs and the trees and the downward this an example is to understand that from one seed how a small if you all i don't know how many of you have seen the seed of a fig tree the fruit of a fig tree itself is the size of a uh, gooseberry or a marble but when you break open it 
you will find millions of small small seeds in it now each of them are potential for a huge banyan tree which can even spread even to almost about 200 300 square meters if it is let to grow and we will see that branches also have got you know which are supporting things which are coming and she's going down to the earth so if you at after some time you don't know which which is the main trunk which is the subsequent trunk which has come or from the branches which has dropped down now imagine such a tree which is upside down from a seed a tree of this size has come means the entire creation which we can imagine is from that one source and as it comes down it is becoming many the trunk and the trunk branches and the leaves and it, these are all the multitudes of the universe of the cosmos which we are we are all part of it so each leaf or each each uh, twig in that represents one creation of that but everything comes from that one seed now in the normal sense we see the seed sprouting from the ground going upwards for the sunlight and its energy and its existence but here it is depicted upside down it doesn't need any anybody's energy to for its own survival it is the source of the energy the source is the sun here it is on the top of even the sun because the sun is a part of the creation for from the point of this philosophical tree which we are talking about at the same time the beauty is that there are supporting you know that veins or the you know rope type of a thing which are coming from the branches which is going in the same direction of the root into the top so some philosophers say those are the branches of gnanis who have found the source and they are going towards back towards that leaving the rest of the thing and they are supporting this their presence in the world the gnanis who have been there in the world or who are in the world are the one who is supporting the world in today what it is so in all that formalities that that depiction of the philosophical tree is in such a way that one small seed is capable of creating such a big tree what to talk about that one source which cannot be even seen with the eyes who has created the entire cosmos and then the one who have realized that source where is this source and are the gnanis who are working towards that this is the picture which is given that so imagine on the chiketa this is what it is like amrutam uchyate it is immortal tad brahma that itself is brahma tadeva shukram that is the most great thing so if we am if i am looking if i am analyzing the verse it is yeshah sanadana ashwata this universe imagine like a eternal fig tree which urdhamulam avdashaka the roots upwards and the branches downward tadeva shukram shukram means pure that is pure and tadeva brahma that itself is brahma amrutam uchyate the it is it is told it is called amrutam 
and it is called Amritam in the sense here it is because the Ashwatam tree is supposed to be immortal. But here is a more immortal tree which you are talking about. It doesn't, it doesn't, yet krutakam tadnashyam. Whatever is a creation, a creation is perishable. So from, from that point of view, we cannot say this is a creation from that universal source of a Brahman. And then it will, since it's a creation, then it has got a perish, it has got a end date, a beginning date and end date. But here it is Amrutha Muchade. Here it is an immortal tree, which has no beginning, no end. And Sarve Lokaha Sritaha Tasmin U Nakasanatedi. All the world, which means all the branches and the leaves and trees which are represented by the different worlds, represented by this one, is indeed, is in Tasmin Sritaha, is depending upon that. And na atyadi, nothing exceeds that. This is what it is saying that it is not beyond, you know, nothing goes exceeds the life or the mortality of that because it is the one which is permanently immortal. So this is how the tree has to be seen by us who are looking for the for an for a figurative way of looking at that. Even though it's philosophical in nature, we have to understand that this is not a tree by nature, it's a philosophical depiction of that one seed which has become many or from that one immortal one which appears to be all the mortals. Everything is mortal in that because leaves will fall, the fruits will fall, branches will decay, but the seed will remain. Yet idam kincha jagat sarvam prana yejati nispritam mahadbayam vajramudhyatam ya etat vidura mrita te bhavanti now he is going and explaining how the world functions in that. Mahad Bayam Vajra Muddhitam Yatar. Like a weapon similar to lightning in a hand, if somebody is coming behind us, what is the feeling we are having? We are having a fear, no? And when we are under fear, we do not stop running. And that running is never stopping. As long as the fear is there. So here, a picturization is given that how the whole world is functioning because it is continuously functioning because as if they are all having fear of the creator or the Brahman, which is who from where that creation has happened. And that is why different names and in, in, in the three or four mantras here is giving the detailed description. The first of the mantras is Idam Jagat Sarvam. This entire universe, Yenchakinjit. Nisradam, whatever that has been emerging out of it. Tat ejati prane mahadbayam uddidam vajram. That it remains in that Atman, yet it moves as if 
with the fear of that thunderbolt which is there. One who knows that it is that force of Atman because of which everything in my now forget about the tree, come to our individual body. Who is operating the prana? Who is operating the heart? Who is operating the digestion system? Who is operating the skin, the hair, growth, decay, nails, and the internal organs, kidney, liver, everything in our body? Do you Can we say we are the one who is operating that? Even when we are in deep sleep, when we are not having the identity with the body also, it is functioning. To depict that there is some force with which the fear of which these organs or these, you know, functions do not stop functioning until, unless it decides to stop it. Till we have no control on our internal organs. We have no control on our prana, which we can stop and at a will, you know, how long we want to do this thing. We cannot stop our heart. Nothing can be done. It's, it's all running by anything. Same is the case with the sun, the moon, the stars and everything, which will come in the next mantra. The person, the host who people know that there is this power residing in everything and it is there in every world or every atom it is there. They Amrita Bhavanti, they become immortal because they know that it is from this root, the bijam, that some small seed, the whole world has come. So they are not separate from that. They are part of that seed or they are the seed in a different form. Karya Karana Bhavam. That the seed itself has become the tree. And that is why hey, that it, you know, it appears to be separate, but it is not in reality separate from that. It is in a sense the juice and that seed, what is from which the tree has come. Same way. It is from the same source the body has come, the, the functions of the body is working, and everything one is working because of Asya Basa Sarva Midam Vipati, because of which everything is working. Then in the next mantra, he says, Asya Bayat Agni Tapati, Asya Bayat Tapati Suryaha, Asya Bayat Indrascha Vayuscha, Asya Bayat Mrityuddhavati Panchama. Now he is taking from the individual level to the whole cosmos. Asya bayad agnihi tapati. The, the, because of this, this act of, you know, forced by that. It, see, here you should not take bayam as a fear from that, fear of God or fear of uh, Atman and everything. Fear is given as a depicting that that never goes from the mind of a person even after the whole, you know, knowledge, this, that fear, as long as we have the separatedness, is the what the mantra said in Taitri Upanishad. So if we, as long as we have the feeling of the separatedness from that Brahma, we are under the fear of it because Dvitiyadvai Bhayam Bhavadi. From the second, we have always had the fear of it. So, Agni, when it thinks I am the Agni, Agni Tapati, Agni is functioning because as if it is fear of that Atma. The separatedness is the one, is the cause for that. Same way for the Surya, which is that 
the non-stop functioning of the fire or the sun and Indrascha, the Indra is the you know king of the devas. Vayuscha, here Indra you can also take as Indriyas or the sense organs of the, in the human body. Vayuscha is the wind or we can take as a prana also. Asyabhayad mrityur dhavati panchama. The fifth one among them, the Agni, Purya, Indra, Vayu and the fifth is the Mrityu. In the human body, if you look at the heat, the Agni is representing the, uh, you know, the body heat. Surya is the vision with which we are able to, which is representing the the sense of light which we are seeing. Indrascha, Vayuscha are the sense organs. Pranaya, pra, Vayu is pranas and Indra is the sense organs. So Panja Prana and Panja Indriyas. All of them and including the fifth one, the last one which will, which will, which will take away even the body. Mrityurdhavati Panjama, even the Mrityu, it also goes from one, one created item to another created item. It never stops you know, eliminating whatever has been created because that is the job of the Mrityu. Mrityu means to eliminate, to hear. So this is all these functionalities which we see in the world or is Tasya Bayat. In fear of that. Now here, when I'm using the word fear, you should not, again, I'm repeating, don't think that it is something dreadful or fearful. It is to only to show that that non-stop Intention to work comes from only to depict from the Baya. So it, they are all functioning non-stop in the world that have been created because it is that is what they have been created for. And then they take the support from the Brahma for that. If one manages to know Ashakat, Ashakat, one manages to know this here, Prat Visrasaha Sharirasya, before one's body falls dead. Tataha, that otherwise, Shariraswaya Kalpate, one becomes fit in the body only for Lokeshu Sargeshu. It goes from world to world. What does it mean that? If one comes to know and wants to know, understand the reality of the functioning of the world and the functionality of the individual, who we are or what is we are and what is our true nature, for a, such a person, he has no worry. Before he falls, his body falls down after death. If one person knows, bin jivan mukta is what he is indicated here. There is no fear for him left because he has understood that he doesn't come back to this world again. Or else, this who do not know this truth, they keep running from life to life. They are running, it doesn't stop with this life. They keep running from one world to another world, life after life, for until, until they know about it. This is how the function, how this whole thing is functioning. 
यदा आदर्शे तदा आत्मनि यदा स्वप्ने तदा पितृलोके यदा अप्सु परीवा दृश्यते तदा गंधर्वलोके छाया तपो यशा ब्रह्मलोके Now he is giving the examples of what is that knowing how does it happen like you know if you know it before you fall, your body falls then there is no birth again but what does it how does it happen or what does how does it look like yada adrashe tada atmani how we able to see our own reflection in a adarsha means mirror in a mirror our own reflection is perfect and we see it every every aspect of our face or our body in a mirror which which means it is a perfect replica in a mirror but it is unreal in the sense that it doesn't have a reality it's only a reflection same way atmani in the in the awareness we are projecting ourselves as individuals now i am reminded of a famous uh, stuti here or the shloka here in the from the drishyam vishyam darpana drishyamana nagari tulyam nijandargatam pasyannatmani mayaya bahurivor bhutam yada nidraya that what does the shloka there vishyam darpana drishyamana nagari like a like a world reflected on a mirror even though every aspect of the world is seen in the reflection of the mirror pasyan natmani same way it is in away in our awareness that whole world is being reflected we are seeing the world is outside but our awareness is reflecting the world which is outside there and the world outside is known only when the reflection in takes place in our awareness pasyan natmani and it is this separation which is seen out as outside while the experience are inside mayaya due to the ignorance or the maya or avidya bahirivo the world is outside bhudam yada nidraya now in the sleep we have in the dream the world is created now the dreamer is there in the dream itself and for the dreamer who is in the dream for him also the world of his dream is outside but everything if you look at into the from the point of view the, the one who is dreaming he it is all happening within himself but he himself goes into the dream and he sees the world of the dream as outside him now this is the example which is given here yada adrshe tada atmani yada sapne like in the dream tada pidruloke now now in the pidruloka the that example which shankara gives is slightly different he says that in the pidruloka the real realization is like sapna which it will not really materialize only in the in this world here ihache ravedi atasatyam asti 
ఇవా but as light and shadow which you have to see physically outside you know that the difference between the two but that doesn't becomes your own your experience only in this world we have the potency to know that it is my tattvam atmani yadat adrashe like a mirror i am able to reflect the whole world in my awareness when my awareness when i am saying that it is not restricted to the body which i am owning it i am not restricted to this body physical body even though i have to say that for transaction purpose this body is a relevance to me but when i am coming to from the point of view of my awareness awareness is not restricted to my body i am aware of my body i am aware of my surroundings i am aware of the world i am aware of everything i am even aware of what is not existing that which is not existing also as non existing something which is non existent is also in my awareness nothing is outside myself in my awareness from when you look at from that point of view without awareness nobody can even pinpoint or tell that this is outside awareness that means everything is within me atmani this is what is if you do not know in this life before your body falls it you have lost this life for yourself this is what yama says to uh, nachiketas in the next shloka he says that indriyanam prathak bhavam udayastasyamayo yachayat prathak utpadyamananam matva dhiro na shochati na dhira na shochati here the demantaha the intelligent one he is never worried or he is not grieving because he has known what is a reality yet prathak bhavam what is the separate nature of indriyas indriyas this is how the second chapter second valley started paranchikani vitranat swayambhu tasmat parang pasyati it looks outward 
So the Indriyas are limited. Indriyas cannot be seen. This is what he wanted to say that. Prithak Bhavam, the capacity of the Indriyas sense organs is known to such a wise person who knows that this tattvam or this truth which is being divulged by Yama as a Brahma tattvam, Amrita Bhavanti, knowing which you become immortal, is not Indriya Vajaram. It is not within the capacity of the Indriyas to know about it. Cha Udayasta Samayo. That the Indriyas have got ups and downs in the sense that they 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 have capacities which they become big, where them in their potency is hundred percent, then there are times when they are not even potential. Like the eye has a potency to see only when the light is not uh, the light is there. When the light is not there, the eyes are of you no know, use. Same is the case with all our sense organs. Then they have got ups and downs. So here is some truth which has no ups and downs, which is immortal and the big and everywhere. How a limited indriya can or the sense organ can even fathom that? Utpadyamananam pratagbhavam. That actions which are coming from actions and knowing them as separate from that. that even here the karmendriyas are also being included in it. There is limitation for our organs of action, including intellect, which is one of the subtlest and more reaching, more wide ranging of the karmendriyas, which we have, the thinking capacity. Even that has limitations when it comes to the limit of the limitless or the immortal self, which is that the one who knows about it, the diraha, matva na shotati, na shotati, not not knowing that this is not within the realm of the indriyas, but not with the realm of the action. I cannot achieve by my any of the action. Na cannot get me this, neither by the austerity, nor by the chanting, nor by the pujas, nor by doing pranayama, nor doing by any action, yatnya, etc. I, can, I cannot achieve this. This is Beyond the Indriyas, beyond the Karma Indriyas, beyond the Sendriyas. So, he is repeating another here from which is a second Valli Madra in a slightly different Valli. Indriyabhya Param Manaha Manasa Sattva Muttamam Sattva Diva Mahanatma Mahado Abhyakta Muttamam Now, if we look at it, if we remember if what we have there in the in the in the previous mantra, we have seen that where when the chariot example was given, he, we had heard that uh, that is what uh, is Indrebya Param Manaha Indrebya Param Harta Hartebya Param Manaha Manasastu Para Buddhir Buddhir Atma Mahan Paraha Mahadap param avyaktam avyaktat purushap paraha purushat param na kinjit. Sakashta sahaparagadi is what in the Tritiya valley of the Pradama Pradama Adhyaya has said. Whereas here he is saying that Indrebya param manaha manasa sattva muttama. Now Indrebya, this is superior to the senses because that means Superior to senses means it is not within the realm of the senses. The senses cannot fathom it. Manasa sattva muttamam. The mind which is 
superior to the intellect, I mean superior to the sense organs, is superior to the condition or the limitation or the fact or the capacity of the indriyas. Satvadim manas mahanatma. This sattvam here is the intellect. This mahanatma, this atma of ours is mahan, is beyond the sattvam. Even the intellect cannot comprehend it because intellect has a limitation to comprehension. This is beyond that Mahanatma. This Mahanatma, this great Atma or the Mahat is bigger for even the intellect to grasp it. Mahadamam Vyaktam Uttamam. Now, here is a historical statement of that is Mahata Avyaktam Uttamam. Compared to the Mahata, that means Mahanatma, compared to the Mahanatma, Avyaktam Uttamam. Now, since now we have been always thinking that Atma is the biggest and everything. In Here is what Yama is giving one more surprise to Nachiketa saying that don't think that Atma which is residing in you or what you say that is by under Bahishandaratma, Angushta Matra Purusha, Bahar Andascha Bahishya, that is the biggest. Avyakta Muktamam. It, the Avyakta form or the unmanifest form of the Atma is superior to even the Atma which is in the form of multitude here we are. Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma, even though Brahma is supposed to be in the form of many. Now, superior to that is the unmanifest form of the that, Brahma, which is known as Avyaktam. That means the fig tree, which is of big, such a big size, has no existence unless the seed, which is even not able to see by the eye. Same way, the whole world, we has no substance or existence without the avyaktam which that it is an unmanifest form of that awareness where the awareness or the existence is not even existing in the form of existence it is an unmanifest form of it that is greater than the atman atman which we are thinking we are thinking now he is taking further down there avyakta tu purush parap purushaha Vyapaka alinga evacha yam nyatva muchede janduhu amrudatum chagachati. Now he is relating this mantra to that one which is saying that though if you if you do not know it before your fall body falls here in this life, you will be going for in search of Mirturdavati Panchamahiti. You will be going running after one after the other life in the all the worlds. In millions and millions of lives you will be taking. But knowing this only, you can stop that running. You, you will stop running of the ghost only when you know that it is not a ghost, it is a post. Same way, you will stop running if you are not, if you know that it is not a, it is not a water pond, it is a mirage, you will stop running. Same way, knowing the truth that what is made out of everything is that, then only that that running will stop. Same way, here he is saying that 
अव्यक्ता तू पुरुष पर पुरुष दैट पुरुष और दैट एंडिटी ही कैनॉट यूज अ वर्ड बट सो ही यूजेस अ वर्ड पुरुष हियर अव्यक्ता पर इट इज इवन सुपीरियर दैन द अव्यक्ता now that word is very very crucial avyaktat paraha purushaha why because avyaktat the word avyaktat can come only from vyaktat that means what is manifest if the word manifest is there only you can say unmanifest you can add the un to the manifest only if the word manifest has got any relevance at all the creation became came from the unmanifest when you say that because there are manifest which we call it as the world of multiplicity therefore there is an unmanifest form like the pot when it was in the mud form it was unmanifest pot in the form of mud satkaryavadam where did the pot come from no the pot was there as unmanifest form in the mud before when it took a shape name and shape and form then we call the mud itself we call it as pot the mud has never become the pot but pot is a reality it has got a artakriya karitam means in the utility is there it can hold water cook one or store things like that there is a utility for the name and form but the reality is that the name and form is nothing but mud if you remove the mud from the pot the pot doesn't exist same way the manifest which is the world outside has come from that unmanifest brahma that purusha paraha parapurusha no that avyakta if the avyakta if that seed of the bean banyan tree has not been there the banyan tree would not would not have come into existence same way if the avyakta was not there none of the vyaktas or the none of the manifest the world which we are experiencing has no existence at all because the manifestation came from that unmanifest now here says he says the purusha that mahan purusha the ultimate purusha or from that is even superior to the avyaktam even superior to the unmanifest alinga evacha linga means identification alinga means there is no way to identify that it cannot be called avyakta it cannot be called i am calling it by a name purusha because even the purusha term is you don't consider it as a human being or man with the hands and legs and forms at that it's not that alinga evacha it doesn't have any any identification to with which words can come words can comprehend it or control it or in bring it into the nomenclature limit alingacha yam natwa knowing that janduhu who have been created jan janan janam janmat yasya stisa jantu who are all taken birth or those who have been created muchyate they get released from what from this running of everlasting running from life to life living to living day to day night to night 
and all sorts of time and space and limitations are released. He is released. Muchede Amrudatum Chagatchadi. He becomes immortal for him. For such a person who knows this as the truth, as his own nature, that is what it is all about, and that is my nature. And I am the Purusha from. I am that part of the Purusha or. The Purusha itself is when it became Avyakta and from Avyakta it has become the Vyakta or the, from the, it is unmanifest and unmanifest became the manifest. All those are one essence. The part itself is nothing but mud. The waves are nothing but the ocean. The ocean itself is appearing as multiple waves. The one who knows these type of reality, Amruduttam Chagachadi, he goes from he gets from this death into immortality. He is this thing. Nasadrsho tishtati rupamasya nachakshuk paschadi kaschanainam kridamanisha manasavi klipto yat tadvidur amrutaste bhavanti Such a person will become immortal. Amrata bhavanti. Who? Nasadrsho tishtati rupamasya now one, there is nothing similar to this to even to compare and tell. Even the Ashwatta thing I could only tell because from the manifest and the unmanifest. But Purusha, which is Param than the Vyakta, there is no Sadrasha Rupam. With, there, I, they, I can't, there is no example in the world I can tell you what, what it is like. You know, Narupam Asyatishtadi Sadrasha. There is nothing, there is no example, no simile can, can be used to explain that. Now, Chakshusha is only one example of giving to the, all the type of sense organs, both Karmendriya and Tyanendriyas, the sense organs and action, actions organs. Nakaschanapashyati, it is cannot be grasped by any of the sense organs, nor there is a simile which is outside, which I can show that. Hrida avliklitta manasa manisha, through the mind of one who thinks about from the Shruti Vakyas, from the words of the Upanishad, who can contemplate on that in their heart, Enam Vituhu, they know that it is not knowable. It cannot be comprehended. They know that it cannot be comprehended. And such people who knows that it is a reality, at the same time, it is not comprehensible within the mind, with the instruments. That knowledge alone can rise in the mind. Asti, that is, there is this Purusha, that is reality from where all these things are appearing. At the same time, that Purusha, that, that ultimate cannot be comprehended with because there is no similar similar thing which I can show it from the world outside or anything, nor can the sense organs of action and or sense organs of uh, you know the senses senses can clutch that. One who knows that, yet he cannot deny the existence of that reality. Such a person is immortal indeed. He has no more going. And coming, he stops him. He is not worried about his body falling because where can the body fall apart from that? Where can the waves fall but to ocean? 
he knows that sarvatra sarvam khalidam brahma he has he is not worried about it see he is amrita bhavanti he becomes immortal we'll stop it here and another nine more mantras are there which we will do it in the next wednesday with that i think we should be able to complete this uh, this upanishad okay om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari hiyo shri gurubhyo namaha hari hiyo dhanyavada thank you everyone thank you arvindu ji uh, it was really a thought provoking discussion on the nature of the atman and its various aspects of its reality that which pervades and that which is beyond this manifest universe as well uh i request uh, jatveda ji if you are there a few closing remarks on this discussion and then you can uh, start the general question and answer jatveda ji are you there yeah i am i am there i am there professor thank you some thank you, some Arupu remarks jatveda ji and then yes. we'll have general uh, a question and answers with arupin ji yeah please thank you thank you arupin ji today's session was wonderful as it is the same uh, earlier sessions the very the first mantra reminded the bhagavad gita shloka that is the 15 chapter the very that simile of uh, ashwatha tree that was wonderful actually this is the ancient ashwatha tree of whose roots are above and whose branches spread below that is verily the pure that is brahman and that's also called the immortal here you emphasized both aspect of purity and immortality of that and it in that all all words and the all words rest in that and none can transcend it verily this is that that was the most beautiful uh, explanation and in the second mantra uh it is very very uh, someone without the assistance of a guru or without knowing the tradition if they read these mantras uh, they definitely misled uh, by the very uh, usage of the words here arbindo ji put it very properly uh, in the second and third mantra here we should not take it as a bhim as the terror it is just as whatever we call it is gaurava mishrita bhaya see whatever the respect out of respect there will be some sort of fear to the teachers and something like that we should take in that sense not the terror or uh, something like that the very prana is being present in the whole universe it comes out of him and vibrates within him and then the next third uh, just for the fear of him the fire burns for the fear of him uh shines the sun and for fear of him do the indra vayu and even the yama death the fifth 
proceed with their respective functions. Uh, that was the third, gist of the third mantra. And in the fourth mantra, if one is able to realize that Brahman here, before the fall of the body, one becomes free from bondage of the world. If not, one has to take the body again and in the words of creation. This is so beautiful mantra of the Upanishads. The message of Upanishads talks about the very gift of this human body. That's why in Canada they call it as Sadhana Sharira. Sadhana Sharira Vidu Nidayadi Kotaddu Sadharna Vulla Sadhu Priyane. It means that this body itself is the Sadhana Sharira. You will have to realize this Atman in this body only. So this is the chance. If you miss it, you will have to reborn again. And getting a human birth is not so easy. So Upanishad will emphasize that, realize the Brahman, realize the Atman in this body only. Before falling of this body, you realize the Brahman. That is the gist of the fourth mantra. And in the fifth, as Arvindosa puts it, how and where uh, through the mode and Brahman is seen in the self as one sees oneself in the mirror. In the world of mains, that is the Pitruloka, as one pursues oneself in a dream. And in the world of Gandharvas, the one's reflection is seen in the water, the world of Brahma, the light and shed. This is one of the most beautiful mantras and various Acharyas have uh, interpreted it differently because the scope is there in that mantra. It Even it may talk about the capacity of the seer and how it is different from each one to other. There are various interpretations are there, very nice. Mantra, uh, in the fifth, it talks about uh, the Brahman is uh, pursued differently in uh, different planes of consciousness also. Uh, it, the similes talks about those things actually. That's one of the most uh, important mantra. And in the sixth, the wise one having known the distinct nature of the senses which are separately produced as well as about their rising and setting and who grieves not here. Once again, the whatever the third worldly shloka, it's got repeated in another sense because uh, beyond the sense is the mind and beyond the mind is the intellect and beyond the intellect is the great Atman and superior to great Atman is the unmanifested. We should read the seventh and eighth together. And verily beyond all the unmanifested is the all-pervading Purusha, divide of all the distinctive marks and knowing whom every creature is uh, emancipated and attains immortality. Once again, the seventh and eighth mantras are very, very beautiful. Other Acharyas have used these mantras for profounding their own philosophy. They have seen the beautiful uh, aspects of uh, that depth of these uh, uh, mantras because in Puranas, in Purana stories, you will find so many names. Na? Here for each and every essence organ, a deity is given. Uh, they are called uh, Abhimani Devatas. There, there are Indriya Abhimani Devatas are there, Arthavimani Devatas are there, and Manobhimani Devatas. And uh, this, this go to uh, Buddhi Abhimani Devata and uh, Mahatattva Abhimani Devata. And 
prakriti abhimana devata like this and by using these two they have interpreted so well that you will understand the puranas in a correct sense if you understand the very message which is given in the seventh uh, and eighth because here they do talk about beyond the senses is the mind and beyond the mind is the intellect and beyond the intellect is the great atman great atman they they refer it to the hiranagarbha that is chaturmukha brahma and the earth manifested they will refer to the mahalakshmi she is the prakriti abhimani devata for intellect they will take saraswati something like that 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 even the hierarchy they do take it and by referring to this they do refer to the purusha in that purusha it's beyond unmanifested it's all per- pervading a divide of all distinctive mass knowing whom every creature is emancipated and attains immortality that's how beautifully puts uh, things in order by upanishads uh, and in the ninth mantra his form is not within the field of vision none can see him with the eyes he is revealed by the intuition of the intellect which resides in the heart and controls the mind those who know him become immortal so today arvindo ji dealt in all the nine mantras given most beautiful uh, uh, you know the meanings to it based on his own anubhava also he puts it very very properly that was fantastic thank you thank you arvindo ji for a wonderful talk on this upanishads probably i request arvindo ji to tell which will be the next upanishads which we may take it after the conclusion conclusion of this upanishads thank you thank you very much thank you jayadeva ji thank you prasad for the supporting we will uh, next next uh, wednesday when we have the final uh, part of this the concluding part of the upanishad we'll uh, decide whether what what uh, which one should be take or all those details we can do that time वेलकम योग जी श्रीनिवास जी करण जी हाय ऑल नमस्ते अरविंद जी नमस्ते नमस्ते करण नमस्ते योग नमस्ते पैट्रिक नमस्कार राज जी अरविंद जी जाटवेद जी प्रसाद जी पैट्रिक जी i just have a question not from the question point of view arvindu ji you very rightly said that avyaktam the unmanifest one you know and even you use the word because it's coming from the dualistic language the purush of the avyaktam is far superior to this vyaktam that means even though from the avyaktam point of view sarvakal vidam brahmam that whatsoever is manifesting is only that it's the ultimate reality so ultimately who is there to say the avyaktam purushic superior thank you sir that is why the mantra says alinga evacha na sadrusho asti there is no example which we can say and it is alinga means without any marks of identification or 
qualities or lakshanas or what you call identification that's the only word i can think about identification with which you know it can be identified as what it is even as i told you know always space is something which we accept as a reality but without a contrast you cannot say what space is only space can be explained only when there is something in the space which is you know limiting the unmanifest form of the space by some manifestation in it whatever manifests in space we call it as occupying the space but the outside space we cannot limit it or cannot say how it is or what it is like so here this is in a very gross example for the what you call the limitation of the language or limitation in the absence of an identification mark how to explain things now the seed from which the tree has come you cannot see that seed once the tree has come up now we are the trees of or the branches or the leaves of the tree can we ever say where the where the seed is there all we can say is that every atom of the tree is from the seed and the seed itself is the tree same way it is that unmanifest or the one which is where the unmanifest also is from because unmanifest is just before the manifestation from the where the manifestation takes place the prior state is called unmanifest like the pot before becoming pot is in the unmanifest form in the mud but at least there is a there is an existence of pot as an unmanifest form in the mud but in the imagine a situation of the entire creation before becoming the world of creation in the unmanifest first form we i can only give my example is that when i am waking up before i wake up my world of experiences were in the unmanifest form as in my deep sleep neither was i aware of it neither was i aware of as i am the one who is going to have the manifestation of the world of my own world of experiences so from that point of view the unmanifest world were is that it i can say before the world became manifest for me it the form of unmanifest it was there in me in my deep sleep then i am the purusha in me the unmanifest world was there for me then that is the way in which i can explain that but now imagine this as from a cosmic purusha from whose the unmanifest form to the manifest form it comes it is the language which we have to transact with with which we have to give an explanation in reality the seed itself is the tree same way it is that tattvam alone which is in the form of multitude here whether you call it as hiranyagarbha indra chandra surya agni you me or anybody in the world 
where else can it come from where can the water drops and water droplets and cloud and the ice and the snow and the rain and the drainage and the river and the pond everything can come the water come from it all has to come from one water only same way that purusha before became the manifest that is why if you really understand the nasadiya suktam of the rigveda even that the the rishi who is chanting that sukta he is wordless toward the end of his chanting maybe he not he is diffusing his own statement toward the last sentence that is the situation but if one has to look into the ninth mantra very critically it gives us an indication that mind can know that it is unknowable yet there is a positivity of an existence or a, an entity or a, a positive things from which everything has come as an experience yet the seed cannot be seen when the tree is formed same way when we are in the form of the world or the experiences or the experience of the, the world even with our mind we cannot know that only we can know that only such a thing is the reality from which it has come that knowledge that the seed is seen in every atom of the tree the same reality is what is appearing as the multitude of the world including you and me that only can be understood by the mind not the source from where everything has come yeah thank you sir that was so profound from your experience i would like to ask sir that when the unmanifest one the avyaktam the purush the purush of the avyaktam when it manifest does the basic quality of being unmanifest change you are very right at one instance when you say the seed is the tree every atom every tree is the seed but in a language when we say the mind mind comes in the manifest reality and when we use this word mind cannot know it at same point when we say everything is brahma mind is also that reality avyaktam so why should mind cannot know that and why should mind should be able to know that it's all time known and unknown and beyond sir thank you yat manasa namanute enar manur hitam mano the mind cannot know it because it is that with which the mind is knowing the eyes can see everything other than itself even if we are saying that i can see my eyes in a mirror you are not seeing your eyes you are seeing a reflection of your eyes 
the experience of seeing anything with the eyes is a direct vision but when you are seeing a reflection of your eyes you are not having a direct vision of your experience because you are seeing it in a two dimensional thing you are not able to see it in a three dimensional thing your own eyes same way mind cannot mind about mind itself because the moment mind start thinking it can only think about the thought which was there in the previous fraction of a moment what was his thought because it is with another thought that the that the past thought can be thought about not a thought while thinking itself can be known thought thinkable by that mind that is the reason that mind cannot know about it because that is with which the mind is thinking so it is just like climbing your own shoulders you can't do that you cannot touch your own index finger but why but your index finger is always in touch with that same way the mind is always in the knowledge or in awareness it is that awareness with which mind is knowing but mind cannot know what is awareness it can only aware of things which is other than that um so may i ask something yes sir hi good evening good evening everyone yes, so arbindo ji you know it makes sense right the eyes can see everything but they can't see themselves in the same way the i the capital letter i or awareness or i am is before everything else and it can be aware of everything um but you're saying that in a way we are saying that it cannot well we can't even say that it can't be aware of itself it can but not like two things um so knowing this and understanding this what changes what changes is that knowing yourself as awareness and in that awareness you should be able to see that everything is awareness only in reality the name and forms are attributions to the awareness given so when you know that it is that awareness is the reality of everything then there is no separation between the other otherness which can be felt because of the separation which we are really feeling in our transaction but at the same time you will transact with the knowledge that it is name and form and awareness which is there so neither liking nor disliking nor hatred nor love nothing will be special everything will be treated the same way sarva bhuta hidairaha so that every every object becomes equally dear or equally liked by the such a person who knows everything is the same truth um so arvindu ji my question is a uh, slightly more specific than that um what i'm driving at is just simple right that there is realization of this uh, experientially is what you're saying and i'm talking not about the realization experience experientially i'm saying just simply 
starting to understand this uh, even mentally or at some level when this understanding starts to come in in your life in the manifest life or in your um, state of mind does something start to change for you or it only sort of when you really realized the understanding has really sunk in then obviously we assume and hope that the suffering or the uh, mental chatter dissipates but i'm talking about you know just simply when you start to understand it not when you have really seen it but just even conceptually understanding it what happens what changes or does anything change just by getting it conceptually definitely it is not a conceptual knowledge alone it is an experiential knowledge it is an experiential knowledge which doesn't become like an experience of an object outside when you realized you were dreaming it is not a world of object outside it was something which happened within yourself but the moment when you knew that it was a dream and it was happening inside it is your own mental thing you lost the every value for the world of objects in the dream where you were also in the dream as an enjoyer of the dream inside the dream that dreamer entity has no identity later when the realization when that when you wake up that the dreamer as a dreamer in the dream was none other than you yourself in a form of ignorance of thinking that there is a world reality of the dream that reality of the world goes but that doesn't mean that what you saw while dreaming at the time as a dreamer did not have an experience the experiences were real at that time of the reality of the dream but they do not have any importance and value when you realize it was a world of dream so this, so when it happens that knowledge happens to us in this waking world there is no special attraction or any value added to anything you feel self contented a person of self satisfaction nothing attracts you nothing repels you you are neither tempted by anything you know you are repelled by anything things which are happening naturally will continue to happen you will become an observer to that and whether sunlight comes rain comes whatever is required to do for the rain or the sun or the man the fire or the ice will do as the body is do, body is a body is also part of that but i am not the body the body will do what the body needs to do you will be aware of what the body is doing but you will not be owning that action of yours when the body is doing you will be you will be observing that what your body is doing yeah i guess what i'm thinking and maybe uh, later at some time maybe when we talk one on one or if somebody else has any input on this they can dm me i would be really grateful um as as my dp if you ptr it says pretty much this is what i'm saying you know it's like before enlightenment carry water uh chop wood and then 
after enlightenment carry water chop wood. Uh, that does mean something. It means, you know, the wood is still wood. Like when you're walking on the street, if you fall uh, and if you bleed, there's still blood, there's still pain. Um, I, I mean, exceptions are there to that. Even I will go that far and say that maybe there are some that don't hurt when they bleed. Um, so suffering obviously is different from pain. And we understand and acknowledge that. We're not talking about just the mental suffering, right? Uh, but I'm saying that when you start to understand it conceptually, so you said, no, it's not a concept. So what I'm saying is initially it is a concept to some extent. Even the very understanding of the concept starts coming in for you that I will not discount that. Uh, it should not remain a concept. It should be part of one's living reality. It is actually reality but we are identified with something else. So till that identification with something else doesn't fully go away, just the understanding coming in, um, obviously certain things still do not change. You will still feel hungry. You will still, uh, if there's you know, pain, then that you want to do something about it. So some things don't change. And I'm wondering what does change because for, for a lot of us, it doesn't instantly become uh, what you're saying that you will know that yes you do understand that that there is me and this here is also me because all of this is happening within awareness but you still um, feel the various emotions that you were feeling earlier you know if one person may not be feeling them maybe let's say in your case Arvindaji maybe you don't feel them but let's say I still feel all of those things. So some things have not changed, at least in the beginning. So I assume that that means that there is not a full realization. That is why this is still there at times. You know, when such emotions come in your mind, there is a possibility that you identify with the emotions and you will get carried away with that you know, emotions of the body or even the mind. Forget about the body, you know, mind itself. But when you are aware that emotion is there, when, the, when you are aware, when you are aware that the emotion is there and you see the emotion as an act of our effect on in the mind, you are not identifying that even when the emotions come in the mind, it doesn't carry you along with the emotions. That's what I wanted to say. Right. So is it just force of habit, Arbrandaji, that we get, um, that when the emotion comes in, that we identify it? It doesn't necessarily mean that we are still identified. It just means that we start giving it a meaning. We don't just let the emotion flow out. So it's okay for the emotion to come in. We just don't have to get identified with it. Okay. Yes. Force of habit that we sort of still yeah. um, go to that. Okay. You identify them and don't associate with them. That is what is called freedom from the mind. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there a separation between the emotion and and seer and and therefore uh, and the experiencer, I guess, of that emotion? So there's the separation between the emotion and the experiencer. Correct. What you are aware of 
is uh, not what you are. If you are aware of an emotion coming in your mind and you are aware of that, that time you are not part of the emotion. You are an emotion is an object happening in your mind. You are able to observe it from your point of view. But if you do not see it as an even an emotion separate, you identify that, then you become part of, you get carried away with the emotion. Either you become angry or you become loving or you become hating or you, whatever may be the emotion that comes in your mind. We associate with that and then we get carried away. That time we are not associating with our reality. We are getting attached to the mind in motion. But when mind is in motion, which is called thoughts and emotions, and the one who is seeing the movements of the mind in the thoughts and emotions, he can choose to operate it his way, or he has a freedom to be associate or not associate with it. But his association or not association will not be blind with the mind. It will be more in tune with nature because nature has an a potency to behave for different aspects in fact if i am to quote shankara when he is talking in the first uh, sutra on the brahma sutra he says a jnani will be like an animal he used the literally the word pashwadibeshavishad will be like an animal when, you know, grass is shown, it will come towards eat. When a stick is shown, the animal will run away. A jnani who has no, this thing, he will, he, he is using that a crude example is to say that even for a fire, a jnani will move away from the fire because, you know, the, that is the, the body will get burned by the fire is a knowledge which cannot be denied by even a jnani or a jnani, both. What happens is that when these type of knowledges are having, there is an observation or a, or, or, or the statement in which, or the status in which one identifies and reacts, varies between the two people. One has an intention for it, the other has no intention, it is natural. Given, governed by the nature's law. That's what this says that the things of the nature has got definite role to play in the nature. They will play as per that. That is why we cannot say that two of them people can be the same way. That, you know, in the examples of the Puranas and the, or the stories which have been passed on from the People who have realized, you can see variation from that, from King Janaga to Yatnivalkya to Asishta to Durvasa who is angry or, you know, in the modern times people like Sri Ramashna Paramahamsa or Ramana Maharshi, etc., etc. There are so many things. Each one has got body, he has got a dharma, it will function as per the dharma. But that doesn't mean that their abidance in the truth, which they have 
earned in their mind or in their knowledge is the one which is controlling their, their physical sense. No. Physical one is as per the laws of nature which is created. But the knowledge that there is a, there is a seed from which the, the tree has come. The tree will go towards where the sunlight is there. That is the nature of the tree. It is not controlled by the seed. The seed is the cause for the tree to come. But the tree will move for where the water is there or where the sunlight is there. That is the form of the nature of the tree. Same way, if to move away from the heat or to move away from the cold, but the body is natural for the body to do that. The fire will burn. Even the body will get burnt. That knows, that doesn't change. The truth, the truth doesn't change. The truth is there in the Dharma, in the objects also. What is coming as a knowledge is also that knowledge only. The fire, the, the quality of the fire or the Dharma of the fire is also that truth. The chill and the cold of the ice is also the same truth. But one is in the form of fire, one is in the form of ice. Does it, does it mean that truth is two, two different truth? No. Truth is only one. It is appearing as one as fire and one as, as ice. Same way, our experiences will change according to the objects which we are interacting with our physical body. That doesn't mean that the knowing the truth what we are will never get affected by what we are interacting with our knowledge. But there won't be any foolish un, 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 you know, attraction towards not knowing the reality of things. That will never happen. Because there is nothing to be gained, nothing to be lost. Amrita Bhavantin. He, he knows he is an immortal self. For what more he wants to accumulate things. He is the one who is complete in himself. He is happiness personification. He is nothing external which can make him more happy, external thing which can diminish his happiness. Such a person will be balanced, equipoised, not affected by what's happening in the world outside, nor by the world inside in his own mind. He is always a sthita or a person of equilibrium. Dear all, are there any uh, questions on the section of Upanishads, what we uh, discussed today? Arvindo Vijji will answer for those. The last one in the nine mantras. If there are no any direct questions on the Upanishads, uh, we will close this and reopen the forum for general discussions. All general discussions can be done in that forum. Are there any direct questions in Upanishads? Please come up and ask. I think we can close that. I request Prasad Ji to close with a chanting. Then Raj can open it. Yeah, I, I just, uh, just wanted to... Uh, could you please explain the the meaning of the the third line of the ninth mantra hrida manisha manasa abhi klipto yah 
could you please explain that again aurobinche it is in the mind of the manisha means the the one who enquires into the reality of the purusha it shines it it divulges in the mind because as human beings we have only one instrument to know the truth all our knowledge is in the mind or in the intellect manisha means intellect in the intellect only we can know that this purusha is not with any linga alinga means without any identification mark and he is na sadrsham asti there is no thing which i can compare equal to that there is something in which which is within my knowledge so when these two things are known that knowledge is there yet you cannot deny the existence of the seed in the tree same way there cannot be existence we cannot deny the existence of that reality from which everything has come up that shine that knowledge when it happens in the thing the knowledge that the a leaf of the tree knows that i am from the very seed which i have become that leaf gives the satisfaction for the leaf that i am the seed in the form of a leaf same way i am that i am that that reality which is in the form of a human being today that knowledge happens only in the mind of the one who thinks about it that is what the word says thank you sir